I was offended. Like, yo, you think I, I'm going to go to heaven? Look at how I live. Like, I'm not even sure I want to be a Christian. You going to tell me I'm, I'm saved? Like, so I stopped going. You are listening to Dayton's Testimony, a musician story. Heavenly Father, forgive us the serpent shed his skin to put on the disguise of a Christian and we just let him in. And he knows an army divided never wins So he caused a wedge within your church's worst than it's ever been With evil intentions he planted the seed of division By placing heretics willing to do his deeds and positions To deceive all the Christians cause they feed us religion Instead of relationship and that's how they keep us in prison And we wonder why America's a godless nation It's cause we stopped engaging its people in conversation Instead denominations waste their time debating About which doctrine saves them and when this quarrels amongst the congregation Outsiders look in and they're turned off by the confrontation They think the church will be the last place to have these complications That's how we push them straight into the arms of Satan And he indoctrinates them with his demonic consecration Tag, it was never meant to be like this Satan tries to rewrite this Bible make it divisive So we take the minors of scripture and treat them like majors Forgetting salvations by grace and through belief in the Savior alone he loves it when we idolize religion But forget denominations and the titles I am Christian, we're the body So the Father wants you and me in unity And like-mindedness in this world Instead of words other humans preach After being sought after by Columbia Records And seeking a deal with Shady Records Award-winning freestyle rapper Dayton signed with Bizzle's God Over Money in 2014 But before we get to that part of the story Let's take it back to Brick City Dayton was born Eddie Berrios in Newark, New Jersey, also known as Brick City, home of rapper Redman and the Fugees. Eddie's parents came from Puerto Rican descent, and he was raised by them in a two-parent household. The family would occasionally attend Sunday Mass together. As a child, they put me in Sunday school, and I did all the sacraments and all that stuff that you're supposed to do, the confirmation and the confession. And um, it's just so vague because I was so young. But aside from that, really wouldn't go to church at all. You know, I can remember my mother, when we were very small, she would read this uh, children's Bible to us. And um, I do feel like that planted seed in a way it made me conscious of, of Jesus and conscious of the Father God. But I didn't know him. I had no relationship with him. They had no real relationship. They couldn't model that to us. His parents, unknowingly, were not influential when it came to raising up a child of God. However, his dad being a DJ did influence his love for music. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I would like to introduce to you this freestyle wow music group. We got DJ Ron out on the ones and twos, and we got the homie T-Ball on the beat. He would spend whatever, you know, they gave him to spend. So he he may have not been into the hip-hop like that, but um, I would hear the records played when he would make his little tapes. People would request the mixtapes, and he would make them. 
And, um, you know, I always had music around me. My father was a musician. My father was a DJ. He was he was playing some instrument. He was singing or he was making a tape or doing a gig. So, you know, he taught me how to um, mix records probably at the age of like 11 or 12. So I didn't want to mix none of that Spanish stuff he was listening to because I ain't no Spanish. I was doing his hip-hop records. And um, it started there. It started with me reciting Snoop Dogg's rhymes. You know, I'm a little kid, and I'm going to the other little kids on the block, and I'm spitting Snoop Dogg verses, and I'm just replacing, you know, his name with mine, Eddie B, brother, 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 and they all, you know, and I like the attention. So the attention I would get, you know, it kind of, like, inspired me to start writing my own stuff and start freestyling. So I've probably been freestyling since. Yeah, I was probably like 11 or 12 years old. Testimony. Testimony, where Christian hip-hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip-hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up. And listen. Connect with Testimony and Musician Story through social media. Find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more at TestimonyStories.com. Now back to Dayton's Testimony, A Musician's Story. Although some of his freestyle lyrics may have portrayed a different image, Eddie was essentially a good kid. He was always one of the smaller dudes, so he stayed defending himself in fights. But other than that, he was more concerned with having a girlfriend than being in the streets. But all that changed in the year 2000, once his father passed away. So after my father passed away, it was just my mom and I. And now, you know, she couldn't afford to take on the whole responsibility of all the bills. So now I had to step up. And I, I've, I've always had a job since I was 14. I've always been a hard worker. But... Even my job wasn't enough to now afford half the rent, half the gas and electricity, you know, put down on food and keep me dressed the way I like to be dressed. You know, I always tried to aim to be the best dressed in school, like my, my little, a little goal of mine. So um, what happened was, you know, I now I was already rapping and taking rap serious and being recognized for it. And then I felt like I had to rap gangster because that's, that was the thing to do. You know, there was no conscious rappers, none of that that was really popping off. So my couple cats in my rap group that I got down with, I mean, actually I had started, they was really banging. They was really, you know, hustlers. They was really, you know, owning pistols. And I was the one just talking about it. So, of course, I didn't want to be recognized as a fraud. So I would put on the front like I was hard. I would put on the front like I was hustling. 
And, you know, I didn't probably smoke until, you know, people start early with that stuff, 13, 12. A lot of my friends did. I started when, you know, I was in the studio in my late teens. I met, you know, everybody had already been doing that. And I'm like, yeah, I smoke all the time. And they passed the blunt to me. I didn't know what to do with it. Um, and, uh, you know, it was all the front. But eventually that front became a reality. I started to now, instead of just talking about it, I had to act it out to make it, you know, believable. Like, yo, they got to see me doing this stuff or else, you know, I'm going to get called out on it. And then before you know it, it went from like, yo, I really don't want to do this, but I have to to look cool. And then, boom, I'm doing it. And now I want to do it. And now I really want to fight. And now I really want to pull out the banger on somebody. Now I really want to get this money and hustle. Now going back to my father passing away, now I felt like I had to hustle. And that's just when, you know, everything started spiraling downward for me. Um, and I just got into this extremely dark place. They overexposes to all this symbolism, but poses no pressure. We feel safe to build a friendship with them. Then when y'all caught us down, a snake will bite and inject his venom. Politicians claiming God be trust, but they pretenders The fruit they care is proof that God the Father ain't the center of their lives They support abortions and push gay agendas Their Freemason members sent to open doors so Satan enters And the enemy slips through cracks like a centipede He's crept into the church, now the house of prayer is a den of thieves When it came to freestyling, Dayton was the local hood star who became the hood celebrity once he started winning televised freestyle competitions like BET's 106 and Park Freestyle Friday and MTV 2's Monday Night Fight Club. Here's a fun fact. Dayton had been wondering how to go about auditioning for 106 and Park when he was walking down the street and ran into a Chinese kid hustling his CD. The kid told Dayton he was going to be on 106 and Park Freestyle Friday and hooked him up with the details on how to audition. That Friday, Dayton turned on a TV and saw that kid win the first of many Freestyle Fridays, making him the most buzzed-about champion in the history of that competition. The kid was Christian hip-hop artist Jen. Dayton, too, got a lot of buzz as a champion. In fact, his buzz almost got him a deal with Eminem's Shady Records. Go ahead, you stay mad at us. From the 106 and Park thing, I got invited to be on Monday Night Fight Club that was on MTV2 and all that. And before Fight Club became this big thing to the public at the time, it was a big thing in the industry. Uh, I was champion there, too. So there was this whole, you know, at the time, it wasn't like right now where the, the racial divide in hip-hop, as far as MCN, is almost uh, gone, almost erased. Now, a white guy can get on and rap and be accepted and a Spanish too, but during my era, it wasn't. So it was hard for a Puerto Rican to get his name known, to get on, to get these opportunities. Um, I had to kick some doors down. So the politics with Fight Club was that the A&R from Shady Records, his name was Riggs Morales, him and this other guy, International P, ran it. Riggs worked for Shady, International P, started his own record label. And 
what would happen is, you know, they would go talent scouting there, scout for talent. And International P wanted to sign me, and Riggs wanted to sign me. So Riggs was for shady. He wanted to, you know, um, well, he wanted to try to get me signed. I think he had the ability to sign me. He wanted to present me to Paul Rosenberg, and Paul Rosenberg would present me to Eminem. So, um, of course, at the time, you know, 50 Cent was on top, Eminem was on top, Shady was the number one label, and that's exactly who I wanted to sign with. So um, I turned the deal down from, from International P, and I was undefeated. And what he did was he took somebody that took the deal, and he figured I could build this guy up, and um, and if he defeats Dayton, and, you know, it looks good for him, and it gets his buzz up. So, of course, you know, he, he brought the judges. I lost, and I wasn't definitely wasn't supposed to lose. It was the biggest load of crap ever. That night, Bizarre from D12 was a judge. And I I leave. I was disappointed. You know, I'm like, I keep seeing, you know, this, this uh, doors closing my face. I felt like because I was Spanish, and they wouldn't let me on. And then I get this phone call probably about 12.30 midnight, and it's uh, bizarre from D12. You're like, oh, something's bizarre. And I'm like, man, who this, man? Stop playing. They're like, yo, it's bizarre from D12. I hung up the phone. I'm like, man, I ain't got time for this. He calls back, and he's laughing. And, um, you know, he, got, he has a pretty recognizable laugh. And he's like, look, I'm doing a battle tomorrow in Detroit. I would like to have you win it. Come by. See you here. Goodbye. Now, at the time, all I had was my rent money. Went over there. I battled. Um, and, you know, this kind of gave me, like, uh, two lanes, so to speak, to get into Shady. Because um, I was having meetings with the director of A&R's with Riggs. He kind of kept sending me back. Well, we want to hear something like, you know, uh, what up, gangster from 50 Cent? Do a record like that. Do a record like this and come back. I've heard stories how Bizarre got Obi Trice signed and brought him directly to Eminem. So I'm like, maybe Bizarre could do that for me. I was linked to two other dudes. Um, the group was called FYL. The acronym stands for F Your Life. And um, they're extremely talented dudes, both of them. So when Bizarre met all three of us, he didn't want to sign me as a solo rapper. He kind of wanted to get us on as a group have us work on some music so we can present it to Shady Records. And in the middle of all that, Proof was murdered. And uh, when, when Proof was murdered, everything stopped at the label. Everything. Everything. The last thing Eminem was worried about was trying to sign rappers. Like what you're hearing so far? Check us out at TestimonyStories.com That's Testimony Stories with an S.com where you can hear content for you and about you. Everyone has a testimony. Everyone has a testimony. And we want to hear yours. Tell us how God has transformed your life. Each month, we will select a person to highlight and interview. Find out more at TestimonyStories.com. Testimony. Testimony. Testimony where Christian hip-hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip-hop artists as they open up and share about their past, 
their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen. What it is, it's your man Triple D, a.k.a. Dayton, and you're now listening to Testimony, the musician's story. Come on, hey, hey, now tell them you don't want to hear that trash, you can't play no Come games. on, hey, hey, let's tell them we don't want to hear that trash. Come on, hey, hey, now tell them we don't want to hear that, we don't want to hear that, we don't want to hear that, we don't want to this is why hip-hop is dead. So... How does this hood celebrity end up rapping against the very industry he had his heart set on being a part of? Well, while he was busy grinding out grimy lyrics and winning freestyle competitions, Dayton didn't have peace in his heart. God tugged at his heart a few times. He felt extremely convicted after watching The Passion of the Christ. He even tried reading the King James Version of the Bible, but couldn't get past the language. So he ignored God's tugs. But then, one of the youngest and fiercest rappers in one of his rap groups gave his life to Christ, and that impacted Dayton tremendously. This dude went from like the biggest knucklehead I've ever met in my life. He was like my little brother, and God transformed him to the, the most mature, intelligent grown man I've ever met. And, um... Man, he did an A-plus job at, at witnessing to me and planting seeds. Never judgmental, never pushy, spoke at all the right times, never compromising. I would crack crazy, coarse jokes, and he, he wouldn't laugh but wouldn't make me feel like, pump you, you, you tight wads, you know what I'm saying? He didn't make me feel like that. Now, getting back to the shady thing, while all that is going on, my man is planting seeds, and he sees you know, how serious it's getting. Um, opportunities were popping up left and right. Um, my man Lionel took and had um, Pam from Total. So Pamela Long gave her life to Christ. My man Lionel knew her. So one day Lionel picks me up. And he's like, yo, I want to bring you somewhere. He doesn't tell me where. We pull up at this nice house, and I see Pam in the front. Like, oh, that's Pam from Total. He's like, yeah. So we go into a crib, and we sit down, and, you know, she told me her story and her testimony, how she gave her life to Christ, and she knew a lot more about the music industry than I did. Um, a heck of a lot more. She went, you know, she sold millions of records in this group, and she's been to all these crazy industry parties. She, she put me up on a scoop. And it, you know, it definitely did help and definitely did plant seeds. So now moving forward, even when I'm, I'm trying to, to really get on with Shady, I, I felt no peace, and which makes no sense because I still had no relationship with God, but he was just pursuing me. He was pursuing me. I wouldn't feel good. I wouldn't feel peace. So when proof passed, of course, it was, it was disappointing. But that was just not that God made Pooh pass away, but, you know, God used that. Like, look, man, these doors are closing. You ain't got no place to go, you know? 
My home in line, I found the Lord and preached the gospel too. Me on the daily, but selfish ambitions would stop the root from sprouting into a tree that bear lots of fruit. He seen me chasing this dream and the deal with shady records look possible, so he had this friend and she left the music industry to put her time and energy into God and his ministry. He figured if she told me what really goes on behind the scenes, I might realize the music business nothing like it seems. See, Lionel's friend was pan from total. She was global for her vocal sound with Puff the music mogul. We met a badass. She told us about all the evil she seen in the industry and with some artists that people have seen. She said she thought the money would complete this emptiness in her heart. She was wrong, but when she met Jesus, she felt so fulfilled. She told Diddy that he could keep the fame. She had reached the top to only realize it's a really long way. That's where you won't be. That the people on top, that are living your dreams, ain't that be there? Cause what they all see is a long way down. It's a long way down. It's a long way down. It's a long way down. You just see the jewels glistening, the crowns from the top. They see the distance to the ground, and it's a long way down. Testimony. Story. Testimony. Where Christian hip hop artists give you an exclusive look into their lives and their music. Take a journey into the minds of today's top Christian hip-hop artists as they open up and share about their past, their faith, and their music in ways you've never heard before. Put on your favorite pair of headphones or turn the stereo volume up and listen. Everyone has a testimony, and we want to hear yours. Tell us how God has transformed your life. Each month, we will select a person to highlight and interview. Find out more at TestimonyStories.com. Testimony. Download the podcast of Testimony and Musician Story on iTunes. Find out how at TestimonyStories.com. A Musician's Story. Dayton's transformation story expands over the course of a very long time. So, let's continue. Accepting the fact that the Shady Records deal and a deal with Columbia Records was no more was difficult. And on top of that, one of his relationships fell apart after they went through a miscarriage together. Dayton was in a dark spot. And he added more complication to his life by engaging in an affair. An affair that led him to church. His paramour wanted to start going back to church and wanted Dayton too as well. The only requirement was that it not be her church because, you know, she was in another relationship and that would be just all kinds of bad. So Dayton hit up his Christian homie, Lionel. Lionel, I'm like, yo, fan, this Sunday you could pick me up so I can go to church with you. He's like, what? What, for real? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, all right, word. Like, he, he picked me up and um, took me to church. And uh, I got suckered into raising my hand because, you know, I really felt like like the message was for me. And, you know, they say, if you, you accept the Lord, raise your hand, raise your hand. And I raised my hand. I was the only one in this mega church. And all these people looking at me. And I, 
a straight look like a thug. I, I went super underdressed. I go to the front, and the pastor said, just know that if you were to die today, your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And I got so pissed off at that. I was like, man, in my head, like, bro, I'm about to roll this pump when I get out of here and then go try to take homeboy girl from him. Like, you think I'm going to go to heaven? Like, that offended me. So when I get in the whip with, with Lionel, he's super excited. Like, yo, if he dating, finally came to church. He's like, yo, fam, how you feel? And I just looked, man, that's a load of BS, bro. I ain't, you know, I was offended. Like, yo, you think I, I'm going to go to heaven? Look at how I live. Like, I ain't trying to, you know, I'm not even sure I want to be a Christian. He's going to tell me I'm I'm saved. Like, so I, I didn't go. I stopped going. Um, and, you know, now this girl is starting to go. And now all of a sudden, you know, our relationship, she pumped the brakes on it. Now, we were still, we were still emotionally cheating, you know what I'm saying? But all the physical stuff stopped. Cause she was trying to get right with God, and and I seen this this joy in her and this fulfillment, and and I was jealous. I wanted that, I wanted that. Attack. I see the change. So, you know, though this God she's pursuing is starting to take her away from me too. You know, I was angry at that, but I was like, Dad, I want that. He just laughed, like, bro, you trying to serve God on your own? You can't do this on your own. Bro, you need Jesus. And um, with me being jealous of, of what Shorty was feeling and after what he said and made sense, I went back to church. When I went back to church, I never looked back. I gave my life to the Lord. I dedicated my life to him. It wasn't, you know, some people have the zero to 60 experiences. I didn't. It was a slow process for me. But, uh, you know, I definitely know that I was sealed and, and you know, by the Lord, and I will say. Jesus gave his life for me and he proud. How can I not want these people to know? See, they're fighting to put a ban on his name so they can throw us in the slammer and chains. But against the odds, I still stand up and say hallelujah all day. Hallelujah all day. Dayton eventually set aside his pen and pad and worked on his personal relationship with Christ. He had a few accountability brothers, one being Lionel and the other Christian hip-hop artist Lavoisier. Remember his F Your Life group? Well, Lavoisier was a part of that group before Dayton and obviously before he gave his life to Christ. Voss heard Dayton's music and hit him up on MySpace. Yes, MySpace. That thing that was popping right after AOL's Instant Messenger. Well, Voss hit him up, basically telling him how dope he was and how he was playing for the wrong team. Dayton wasn't trying to hear it at that time. But once he put on his Jesus jersey, he hit up Voss. Voss introduced him to Bizzle, and that turned into a friendship that turned into a working relationship after he voiced his opinion about a song Bizzle did. I thought the song was amazing, but I thought the quality was terrible. So I hit him up. I'm like, yo, Bez, the quality of this record is garbage. Like, yo, but the song is great. So how can I help you with the mixing thing? I got a homie who's dope. 
And um, you know, I, I at first I was hesitant, like, you know, I don't I don't really know this dude. I don't know if he's you know prideful. He might be like, Man, who's you? But he I text him this and he calls me like, Yo, for real? You think it's bad? I'm like, Yeah. He's like, Yo, yeah, hook me up with your boy and then it went from you know, now I became his ear. So now he's shooting records to me. What you think about this? What do you think about that? And I'm making suggestions. You know, raise this, lower this, do this, do that. And, you know, he would do it. So I kind of, like, became the unofficial A&R. And then I, I unofficially A&R'd the, the good fight with him. He played with an executive producer role. And then, you know... It, it just continued from there, and I just told him, man, you need to put me on as A&R. He's like, yo, I was about to ask you that. And that's how it all started. Um, it started with that. He asked me to drop two verses on the, the Well Wishes project, and I was sending him music here and there just to get his opinion as, as my friend. You know, we, we started to, to build a relationship. I'm like, yo, Biz, what you think about this? What you think about that? And, um... One day I get this random phone call from him, and he's like, yo, man, you know, we going to have to, at the time I, I had this haircut that he ain't like, and he's like, yo, man, we going to have to put you on and get you down with the squad. We just got to put in your contract that you keep, you can't take your hat off. And I was like, all right, that's what it is. So, you know, Dayton signed to God Over Money as an artist in 2014. This year, he released his debut album, The Roar. The Roar made it to the front page of iTunes, number five on iTunes hip hop charts, and number two on Amazon's best seller charts. Thank you for listening to Testimony, a musician story. To hear this episode again, as well as past episodes, visit TestimonyStories.com. Until next time, I'm Brown Theory, the music lover constantly seeking positive music.